listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. So welcome to another Woman of Strength TV and podcast and yet another incredible guest and I think I said on my previous podcast that I maybe should just pre-record this part and just <laughs> just stitch it in because every woman that I interview is absolutely phenomenal. They're, they're incredible and they have incredible stories and this beautiful lady in front of me now is no exception. And so I'd like to welcome Robin. Robin, welcome to Woman of Strength podcast and TV. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, and it's an honor to have you. Now, I'm just going to introduce you, Robin, by reading out your bio, and then we will get to learn all about your incredible story. And so Robin Paulette is an intuitive healer and female alchemy. She's an expert who helps women discover the secrets to creating a life that's in, intimately connected with the divine, a life that aligns both physically and, sorry, a life that aligns both physical and spiritual needs and values. And as I was saying to Robin before we went on air, we're just raw. We just show up as we are. We make mistakes because that's what we do. We're perfect. And so Robin was saying, perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Um, and so through earth-based traditions and practices, Robin helps you see the true self, warts and all. And I think we all know what that feels like. <laughs> um, as you learn to navigate your unique, your unique path to personal mastery. Her clients experience massive transformations physically, emotionally, and spiritually as their potential is activated and their devotion to life's inner journey is honored. Robin has been practicing traditional herbalism, shamic healing, and transformational coaching for nearly 20 years. So welcome, Robin. I mean, what that sounds incredible. So, and I'm sure you've got an amazing. <laughs> I'm sure you've got an amazing story to tell us. And yeah, so, what we fun. want, yeah, what we want to know <laughs> is how did you know that story of stepping into that woman of strength? Like, when did that begin for you? Mm. That's that's one of my favorite things to think about, just in my own time when I'm walking, and I have moments of of quiet. Is when when did this really begin? And I think for all of us, because my work, uh, especially now more than ever, really revolves around the story of our soul, um, the story that we, we came here to live out. So at any different time in my life, I may have answered that differently. But for today, I would say that, that it began for me in, from the very beginning. It's, it's what I came here to do and be. Um, and I... I first noticed that there was something magical um, or otherworldly in the world when I was really young. I had experiences where I would see things before they happened, like a good 24 hours before they happened. So I really did have very strong experiences of deja vu and, and it confused me a lot. Um, and, then, and then I started to have experiences with manifesting 
right? I, I started to see this rhythm of something would happen and then something would happen again. And so then I played with um, wanting things um, and foreseeing things. And it was little things like, um, I don't know if this, these were in New Zealand, but when I was little, there were these little stuffed animals called pound puppies. Oh, yes. Pound puppies. Um, and on the first day that I had this experience, and it was just this feeling that I was sort of like in between worlds, I could tell. And I just, I closed my eyes and I said, I, I really want a pound puppy. And I just, I felt the pound puppy. I could feel myself holding it, squeezing it, seeing it. And then the next day, on the school bus again, where I had been the day before, wanting the pound puppy, got home, and they were on my bed. Wow. <laughs> so I had no idea what I was doing. I had no, I, I had no idea. I just knew there was something more than my mom and dad were telling me. <laughs> like, yeah. Something's going on. Um, but then life, life came in, you know, as life does. Mm -hmm. um, we had a death, a really tragic horrific death in the family um, and my parents took custody of my three cousins and so all of a sudden at when I was seven we had we went from three kids in the house to six kids in the house um, and a lot of um, a lot of unanswered questions a lot of mystery a lot of um, fear and that for me and this took me a long time to figure out but that for me was a, a real marked point in my life where I really disengaged from my family, right? I really believed my cousins needed my parents more than I did um, because of their tragedy. And I, I became completely immersed in the world of plants and animals because that was the only thing that made sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. I had this early beginning of some veil between worlds and then a really marked occasion of being in the human world, being something that was very jarring and, and, and a fearful. Um, so I fell in love with horses and I fell in love with plants and that, that all made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. That, that I could, I could speak to animals more than I could speak to humans. I could relate with the way that I saw rhythms of nature. Um, I was very lucky to have people in my life who taught me about um, just real basic um, traditional medicine, you know, the weeds that grow in our yard and how you, um, if you get poison ivy, there's, um, you know, a remedy that grows right next to it. You know, you get plantain and you chew it up and you put it on this thing. And so I started learning um, about this world uh, that to me made sense. You know, I, I wasn't sure that I could function in the in the social human world very well, but I could function in the animal and plant kingdom very well. <coughs> Excuse me. So when I think about strength, you know, and I've been reflecting on this a lot, I think a lot of us, especially women, tend to relate strength with these stories from, from the consciousness of a victim archetype, right? Mm -hmm. That the, there's, we all have a story in which we've suffered right? Life in, in one sense is suffering. Yeah. Um, and we all come through it in one way or another. And we can tend to look back and say, well, I'm really strong because, you know, and I'll speak for myself, like I've, we've had a death in the family. Um, I've been through two divorces. I'm a single mom. I was kicked out of my house when I was 16. I hitchhiked across the country. I was almost kidnapped by a um, 
a sexual predator. I, um, you know, I'm, the list goes on. Like there's so many of those things, but I, I never look at those as the points that really marked my life or from where I feel like I've gained my strength. For me, strength is much more like her sister, resilience. Mm -hmm. um, because resiliency for me has a flexibility, much like a tree, right? So we go to the plant world, like trees are super strong, but they're super flexible. And that's really where their strength lies, right? Because if they weren't flexible, they would break. And so it's, it's one, it's being connected to earth, <laughs> to the element of, of our home um, and being able to reach out into the world with great flexibility and to let, you know, the winds and the storms and the sunshine of life come and mark our leaves and scratch our bark and not have that define who we are, right? But to still let it nourish and feed our story and find our resilience in, you know, this goes into like Brene Brown with her idea yeah. of vulnerability being our greatest strength, right? That's, there's a lot of resilience and courage in mm. vulnerable and being really soft. Um, and so for me, the strength is being soft, being soft enough to just say, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm just, I'm going to give it over. I'm going to give it over to these plants, to God, to the earth, to these animals and just say, show me, show me the way because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> mm. um, and that, that's where I find strength. Right? Yeah. And I've yeah. tried the emotional strength. I've tried the mental strength. I've tried the physical strength. I've tried the pushing. I've tried being super masculine in all of yeah. my ways in the world. Um, and it always ended badly. <laughs> I always felt hurt in one way or another. I felt very disconnected from who I am. Um, everything just sort of fell apart until I just let go and got really soft again and trusted again and went right back to the earth and to the plants and to the animals and could speak what I really wanted to speak where, you know, I'm sure you know this better than most, like we all just really want to be heard. Right? Yep. That when someone really listens and we're heard, it's healing. Mm. Um, there's this tradition in, in herbalism where when you speak to the plants, when you're first um, coming up to a plant that is a medicine that you, you sing a song to it or you sing while you're harvesting because the plants, they know vibration better yep. than anything. And the, the sound of our voice is really healing and they call it song talking, right? So yep. you're, you're singing and talking and you are, you're creating this healing relationship between yourself and this and the plant, right? And so you become one and the medicine then works through you. Yeah. And I've always found that to be true. Mm. Uh, that even just the song talking for myself was really, really healing because there were things I couldn't say to my partner or my children or my family or my best friends. It just, it wouldn't come out in the same way that it could when I'm song talking to my horse or my dog or um, the dandelion. <laughs> um, and all of that, again, like that letting go the speaking, the getting into the really simple layers of being are how I feel like I have become a woman of strength. It's fantastic. And I so connect to, 
you know, that, that talking to the plants and the singing and the song. And have you seen, uh, and I've seen the vibration of plants and the, and the songs mm. that they sing. Have you yeah. seen the, the, that piece of technology that's out where um, it's incredible. So you, you attach these, and it doesn't hurt the plants. You, you attach these little electro-type <coughs> things um, <coughs> to it, and it's got the speaker, and the plant just sings this incredible tune. The music is amazing. I was at a retreat uh, back in August, and um, I was lucky enough that the people shaman that was running it had one and oh my goodness because we know that we know that the plants and animals talk to us that connect with us but when you hear their tune it's it's just breathtaking it's just oh if you've not seen one of those gadgets it's i can't remember what it's called <coughs> incredible and because we know that like you said it's our inner being we know that we know that we communicate with life outside of the human species anything that's living there's a vibration and but when we know that technology can show us the truth of that too it's like wow and i love what you said about the tree because i've that's how i've lived my life in in mm. terms of you know woman of strength is just a name and and strength and strong is very very masculine but it is that sense of resilience that sense of knowing that sense of being and yeah. i've always connected i'm english by origin and but live in new zealand and i've always connected to the oak tree always i've got a tattoo on me everything i do is around acorns oak trees yeah and and it's because i just connect with it in the sense of strong roots grounded but it sways and it's you know and that's like life and then but the acorns fall and when you nurture it any acorn through that resilient spirit as I call it something incredible grows from it and so every so the way that I look at life which is what I love about the analogies that you're giving is that Every time life throws a curveball, I don't see myself as a victim. I go, oh, there's another acorn dropped. Mm. Now I have a choice. Do I nurture this or just, just let it go? You know, in the sense of if I'm not going to nurture it, it's not going to grow into something bigger and stronger and better. So I, I so connect to what you're saying. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You know, I haven't seen the little machine that you're talking about, but yeah. it made me think of the Japanese maybe he was a scientist and I forget his name, but he was one of the first people who, at least to the Western world, brought the awareness of how when we speak to water, how literally like the crystals of water, they change yep. shape, right? Yep. When you speak loving words, they make these incredible mandalas. And yep. when you speak hateful and hurtful words, they shrivel and shrink and look really broken. Yeah. Um, so it made me think of that when you said that, that that's another mm -hmm. way perhaps for people who haven't, um, heard or seen the vibration that plants make yeah um, yep. another way to think of it like on a cellular level yeah because um, we're all made of the same stuff right and yeah we, we and that's, get that every day too yeah and, and i also do i don't know if you <coughs> think that, that was from um i can't remember the lady that did that that with exactly the same principle with <coughs> and the vibration about how we speak to things you know and that's got an energetic um vibration to it is i work with my clients and get them to put um, cut an apple in half, put it in a jar, different jars over a month, talk to one apple 
with kind, loving, beautiful words. And then the other app will just continually tell it off. And of course, yeah. the one that you talk kind and lovingly to just stays beautiful. It doesn't go brown, nothing. The one that you tell off starts to shrivel, starts to go moldy. And, and people are just blown away. And they're like, wow, and that's just words. And it's like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Those are words that we chant to ourselves yeah. every day, all yeah. day long. Yeah. 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 And our bodies follow suit. Right. So mm. I work a lot because I'm real physical and earthy. I work a lot with people through their body. Like we really look at how the body is the ultimate temple that tells us everything. And that same awareness. I love your apple in the jar mm. story. That's great. And I can see how applicable that would be to the way that I work with, with women in their, in their bodies and recognizing how all of our self-talk you know, lands in the body, like the aches and the pains that we feel like, well, I'll just take a Tylenol for that or an aspirin for this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but your body's telling you something, right? It's yeah. bringing, it's helping you learn where you're having this negative talk because we habituate it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and then we try to counteract that and like, okay, well, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be really positive today and it's this back and forth of like trying to have that mental strength rather than the surrendered resiliency which is yeah really the strength that we need yeah in those times to heal to really heal mm. Mm. and i love i mean for me it's a fascination around and we haven't really in terms of science um we haven't really found the core around that resilient spirit, you know, what makes one person more resilient than another? Because um, it, it is like, what is resilience? I mean, and I know when we're talking in, in terms of the human form, it is just a word and, and we can make it whatever we want it to. Mm -hmm. But I just have a, I don't know if it's a theory or a thought how, how I live my life, is that resilience is... For me, it's always looking inward rather than outward. It's always looking in and connecting to who I am and my being with who I am right now because who I am right now, I'm going to be someone different tomorrow and I'm going to be someone different a week down the line and six months down the line. And it's, it's, for me, it's always about, yeah, just reconnecting. Um, yeah. Because it's the outside stimulus, isn't it, that, that creates that disease within mm -hmm. the body. And so... Yeah, like you were saying, resilience isn't about, well, I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. Resilience is like, look inward, look inward. What's yeah. your body trying to tell you? You know, and yeah. I, I've been doing that for a long time now, and that's the best healing method um, that you can ever have. Understanding the mind, understanding the language and, and the vocabulary that we use, and listening to your body. And yeah, yeah. 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 I tend to think of, those amazing little seeds that start growing in the cracks of sidewalks, right? And yeah. they have little, if no soil at all, mm. yet they, they find a way. Yeah. And that's where I think of like that, that dance, that sisterhood between strength and resilience is you, you have this flexibility and this life force, right? That just the, mm. like, I, I want to live. I want to thrive. Like, thank you for another day. Like, yeah. and being really curious about what's possible rather than looking at the crack in the sidewalk and saying, well, I can't grow there. You look yeah. at it and you say, how could I possibly grow a root down yeah. deep enough to touch yeah. the teeniest bit of dirt so I can have water and grow? 
Um, and that's, that's when I try to explain resilience to people. It's, it's really through the eyes of the curious, right? Like get really curious and excited mm. about mm. what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Like living in that place of wonder, isn't it? I wonder if I did this or I wonder what would if I did that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and that's that place, you know, when you were talking about, you know, being, being that child and knowing and be able because, I mean, I've got little grandchildren and they're little, you know, three and five and they believe in fairies and unicorns and they talk to Yay. people what have you and you know my daughter and I we just encourage it it's like yeah, yes of course you can of course you know yes. and they have a belief that they can do anything and they can they if can. they're encouraged to to continue in that belief but of course when they Absolutely. get to school and you know and, and life happens but if there's always someone <coughs> saying to them yeah you know you because know, I, I always say to my little granddaughter you know I believe in unicorns too and that they can fly and she's going, do you, do you? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, Absolutely. The, yeah. I, because I tell my kids. Yeah. It is the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. And I tell my kids, this is, I say, I tell them it's the beginning of understanding their magic, right? Because they, right now they think that, you know, the magic is what they see in the Disney cartoon. Like, why can't I make ice come from my hands? Like Elsa does. And yeah. Yeah. And I said, I said, well, you can, but you have to use your magic. You can't use Elsa's magic because Elsa is Elsa and you are you. And learning to believe and trust yourself and recognize that there's so much going on that we don't see begins to teach you about your magic. And that's part of what your life is, right? Every day you start learning about how to use your magic. Mm. Um, And I definitely feel like having had a really wild, vivid imagination as a child helped me through all of my challenges in life. Like every time I encountered something um, really difficult and, and trying on a personal development level. Yeah. um, It was because my connection to imagination and my own unique brand of magic and way of believing how the world operates um, was what bred my resiliency to adapt find my life force, get really curious and thrive. Mm. Mm. And because the reality is, if whatever reality is, um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know how the world <laughs> operates, really. Yeah. We don't know how the world operates. We only know how our world operates, isn't it? And, that's, right. and, and so we have the power to absolutely choose what that is for us. Um, and without, but we're so consumed by social conditioning and, and, and then when we make a choice to move away from that, then there's even more pressure on us to, you know, there's something wrong with you or whatever. And so shifting into that new space, you know, can, can be challenging. So what, what would your suggestions or advice be to, to women who, you know, because I think at the core, not just women, men too, but at our core, we know that there's something far greater than us, um, yeah. far bigger than us, and we connect to it more regularly than we probably realize. But what would your mm-hmm. advice be to women who are just now ready to really step into that space and to say, I've had enough of all this conditioning, I want to step into this space, what would your advice be to them if if this is new to them? Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite thing. And then probably really the apex of my work in the world. Um, and on one hand, it's so, in, it's so individual, 
right? We're such, mm-hmm. we're such bio individuals that it would, there's so much that in the conversation and the way that she carries herself in the, in the dialogue that we've had, but I would say a universal sort of entry point um, is love. And it sounds so cliche, but mm-hmm. it's so true. true. And so, like I said earlier, I tend to, I work with women through their bodies. So my universal entry point for someone who's really just beginning and, and wanting to take that step of feeling really vulnerable is we would be working with herbs and we would be working with teas and particularly with apple and rose, right? Because they, they come from the same family, the same plant species family. And everything about the apple and the rose is about compassion and love and forgiveness um, and the healing of the heart, right? They're all around the heart energy where we hold all of our feelings and our capacity to hold a myriad of feelings exists in our heart, physically and spiritually. Yeah. Um, And apple and rose also teach us about boundaries, right? So that's one thing that I've seen over the years with women who are just beginning to really open and, and like see the world with those curious eyes and wanting to step out and have a a, a deeper relationship with divinity is that we all just want to go, Oh my God. Wow. And live like really open hearted and then we get burnt and hurt and slapped. And so rose and apple teach you about boundaries because they also their trees you know the apples don't have thorns but I don't know if you've ever climbed an apple tree it's not the most joyful experience like they're <laughs> you know everything grows really close and tight together and the, and the, the bark kind of breaks off in areas that are painful and um and the stems and then the rose has thorns so they're also teachers about boundaries right and so it's really important to begin to love yourself spiritually love yourself physically just slow everything down and just start with something really simple around love and a a ritual of like drinking tea and caring for yourself right Mm. and the beautiful thing about plants is that you don't have to tell them what to do you don't have to say i really need you to heal my heart like they just do what they do Mm. and you have to get out of the way um so did that answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> abso- yeah, absolutely. Because it is start with love. Yeah, yeah, simple, and simple. yeah, it is. I mean, love is love is love, isn't it? That that is love it. Is it's not it's not cliche. It it that's yeah. what it is, yeah. and that's what everyone's searching for. You know, yeah. when people say they're searching for happiness, what what they're actually searching for is love. But when mm-hmm. we talk about love, love is about you. Who am I? I am love, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. finding those little things that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially in our world today, I think so many of us think still think that, um, that self care, that, that, that loving of self is, is indulgent in some way, right? Yes. Women were taught to give and care for everyone. Yes. Yeah. We nurture Um, everyone outside of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, and to, and to just care and show ourselves love is indulgent. And I tell the women I work with, I say, this is, um, prevent like preservation <laughs> yeah you are preserving your soul and your spirit and your whole self your body your health by loving yeah starting here yeah Start there yeah yeah and i and i love you know the whole analogy when you're on an airplane and they give you the safety video and it's all about right. you put the oxygen mask on yourself before your child yeah. 
And what that's showing you is you have to look after you first before you can look after anyone else. Because we would automatically want to put it on to, you know, the child, wouldn't we? It's like, if you do that, you'll die. Yeah. You've got a higher chance of death. Yeah. 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 Yep. Everybody so understands that. Yeah. It's a great reminder. You know, it's just a safety video, but really it's not. It's like <laughs> saying the truth of life. Yes. Very, very deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So all you ladies out there that fly, when you see that safety video again, it be a key reminder that actually yes. looking and nurturing yourself, looking after yourself and nurturing yourself first is the yes. key to everything yes, you have permission to care for yes. and love yourself and that's the <laughs> other thing isn't it we we it's like we do want permission um yeah. but we yeah. can only give ourselves permission to shift into that space so yeah right yeah so i do have i do have a question for you um okay. around if you had to give some advice and you may have answered this but if you had to give some advice to your 16-year-old self on the journey mm-hmm. that you've been on right now, what would your, what would your advice be? Mm. So when I was 16, I was kicked out of my house. And I was uh, taken in by an amazing couple who were sannyasins of Osho and de- devoted to NLP and self-resilience. And so looking back, like the one thing that I didn't, that didn't really land for me back then that I wish had um, was, was trust, like self-trust. Um, and it goes along the lines of what we were talking about earlier around um, wanting to, we all, that we're all wanting love, right? And so because we're wanting that so much, we go out into the world looking for it. Will you love yeah. me? Am I lovable? Am yeah. I enough? Yeah. And I would tell my 16 year old self to, to trust herself beyond and over and above anything or anyone else that anytime she's questioning or doubting or really looking not to look outside of herself for that approval or the affection, but to look inside and to trust it. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Wonderful. Easier said than done, but... But again, it's the same with anything in life, isn't it? It's practice. You know, we've, we've practiced um, saying, being unkind to ourselves. So it's again, it's now practice being kind. So, and it becomes yeah. familiar, you know, being kind to yeah. ourselves and loving ourselves is, can be quite unfamiliar to a lot of women, but the more we do it, it becomes familiar. And then the old pattern of, you know, telling ourselves off all the time just goes, it just moves. So I think, you know, that is a, it, it is a perfect thing to tell your 16 year old self, trust, you know, yeah. trust yourself. You are yeah. enough, you are lovable, you are loved. And the more yeah. you tell yourself that, then you end up believing it because it is the truth. Because all it's what we've told ourselves in the past isn't the truth, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but it's what we've been conditioned to believe. So right. perfect. And what, and what we don't realize is that we transform yes right? like we when we're when we're looking from a place of pain or hurt or challenge ahead we can't possibly imagine how love is going to make that feel better or change that but the act of the loving and the self-care and the devotion to resilience um, changes us and we literally become something and someone different yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, I like the thing around, I visualize the, the person that I want to step into, you know, the, the next, um, 
the next layer of me I suppose it's sort of like you know you step into one place and it's like it felt uncomfortable and then it feels real comfortable and it's like okay now it's the now it's the next what do I look like next what do I feel like next yes move into that space and the next space and the next space and so absolutely it's just stepping isn't it It rather than feeling overwhelmed by it it's like step into this feel comfortable right. or feeling like you have to like arrive somewhere like yes. you don't don't ever finish <laughs> no i know <laughs> you just keep going yeah somewhere yeah. new and yeah like, with new eyes to see yeah 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 that curiosity like you were speaking <coughs> of before you know yes. live, live with a curious heart it's yeah how wonderful that is it is. oh it's been amazing um thank you it's been wonderful so how can our incredible women how can they find you robin so i have a website that's under really fun construction um yeah. which will be up soon so that's my name robin paulette with one t um dot com so keep checking in there and there's an email address if you want to contact me right away okay. uh, which is admin at robin and i also have a public facebook page that is also new and, and starting to get some some magical things put up there, um, which my handle is at Robin Paulette. So very easy. My name, Brilliant. my name, my name. <laughs> I'll, I'll put all the links anyway under under our interview, so people Thank will you. be able to contact you. And is do you have any um, free or complimentary resources that people can tap into? I will once the website is up. Which should be soon. So as soon as that's up, go check over there and there will be a bunch of things, a bunch of wonderful uh, tools and resources to play with to help you along your your path to loving and and building resilience and finding the courage to be real and to be the real you. Fantastic. And it sounds exciting. What you're doing right now is, is, yeah, Yeah. being being you and, and putting it, putting your message out there. So that's exciting. So ladies, I will keep you updated when I'll put all the resources um, below Robin's interview. And, and as she brings out new things, she'll let me know and that they'll go yes. um, below it too. So Indeed. thank you so, so much. It's been wonderful. Um, it has just, been. Yeah, Thanks talking. for having me again. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Wilcock.com, serving women to serve the world.